they're not even te- they're not teaching Einstein even now in school, man. I mean, they're still ta- teaching Newton. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, outdated, outdated we are, yeah. right? Uh, Baiju's is uh, essentially taking a flawed educational system. Mm-hmm. The educational system that you and I went through yes. prepared is preparing us to be factory workers yes. and uh, bureaucrats, right? Yes. I mean, uh, we want they want us to be punctual. They want us to be memorizing good uh, things and be yes. obedient, right? Yeah. Our education system is about obedience and about punctuality and uh, ability yes. to churn out, right? Baijus is building tech for the flawed educational system. Right? Uh, it's it comes down to we've been put on a race, mm-hmm. right? Without us knowing that we are in a race. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really want to be successful, you want to not run a race, mm-hmm. right? You I mean, it's you, a you want to just be. I mean, you want to you want to drive yourself. Myself. You don't want to be thrown into a race that you are not in, right? And that race today seems to be all about money. Um, I was sitting on the. idea to start right mm-hmm. this is lockdown 2020 mm-hmm. uh, so uh, no, march april I, w- i was sure that i wanted to start now because deglobalization was happening because of covid i i would be stupid if i didn't start then, right um, but i was also uh, you know thinking should i start now paisa all that mm-hmm. and then narendra modi talked about atmanirbhar bharat mm-hmm. so on on within a week he released two hashtags mm-hmm. atmanirbhar bharat and vocal for local mm-hmm. both of which were exactly what i was doing with ee samudaya mm-hmm. so i said okay boss uh, boss bol raha hai to <laughs> karenge abhi uh, mr mohandas karamchand gandhi okay aka wow. aka mahatma gandhi so i mean there are many flaws in the human being mm-hmm. which i think is uh, i mean which is part of the allure for me mm-hmm. i mean uh, a very uh, too many many flaws but uh, primarily i think to be that self assured to walk around in a kacha and go to england and talk his uh, thing and be in his own zone doing his own thing for years and years and years right i mean 1909 till 1947 our man did the same thing day in day out right and didn't get phased out and he had a vision right i mean 35 uh, uh, 38 years he just did that right mm-hmm. i mean and he achieved i mean uh, for maybe not fully his uh, uh, su- success but yeah the, the tenacity of the dude is just amazing right i mean uh, <laughs> yeah. so hi hi anuj hey sarvana how are you thank you thank you for being very kind and being the first lucky person of my podcast you got me back to koramangala after many years <laughs> so really? as in i used to come here daily my office is down the road here yeah. near jyoti nivas yeah I'm not I don't come here often now I quit in 2019 before covid mm-hmm. so I come here for meetings so I'm always happy to come to Jyoti Nivas side I mean because this is where yes food street <laughs> is there and yeah, I'm yeah. present to try out my startup grew here mm-hmm. it uh, grew to a point where it got sold here in Kormangla oh, on really? in Jyoti Nivas just across Jyoti Nivas you've got uh, the old Wipro building I mean yes, which is yes. where uh, that's Fintelix Solutions yes yeah, so I founded Fintelix Solutions oh really yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So, let's talk about your uh days early days much before fintech. So, how did you start your career? I want to know about. Always in fintech it was not called fintech mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I got recruited by a company called Index Computing. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it was a small startup in Bangalore mm-hmm. set up by ANZ Bank. Uh it had about 100 people all uh, smart engineers working in Bangalore for ANZ Bank which is an Australian bank. Mhm. i got recruited by them from campus and uh, they taught me banking 
and technology. Okay. I, I'm a mechanical engineer who didn't know how to code. Exactly. <coughs> that that was my question. You're from uh, REC, right? REC Surat Karnataka. Uh, yeah. REC Karnataka. Karnataka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how do you end up in fintech? Yeah, like. Uh, they recruited me i mean i was a mechanical engineer mm-hmm. and um, in 96 when i graduated uh, you know there was a shortage of computer programmers mm-hmm. so in 95 my senior batch only uh, computer science electronics and electrical people were allowed to st- sit for it jobs mm-hmm. uh, in 96 that was opened up everybody was allowed to uh, you know sit for placement in mm-hmm. it jobs which is the standard now mm-hmm. and we were the first batch that got that opportunity i got a, an offer from uh, these guys and they selected people using uh, aptitude tests back then purely on aptitude tests and uh, you know uh, yeah so you got placed in a company that was a bank doing tech mm-hmm. um, and they taught me everything uh, wow. I mean, from, wow. <laughs> from there you made your own fintech company yeah so work for ten, i mean two years i worked with the bank that recruited me mm-hmm. and then I guess I was good at what I did, and mm-hmm. so a bank in Poland uh, um, asked me to come over to Poland uh, as a. They headhunted me. Uh, I was, and it was a contract that they gave me, and it was a new world. I mean, I was in Australia at that time, and and then I got invited to go to Poland. I said, "Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> let's yeah. travel. I mean, it's the time to when so somebody. That's, yeah, that's out of college. Just two years out. Two of years college. out of college. Yeah. Wow. So I went to Poland. It was a beautiful time in Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years. I was the. Let's say the only Indian, more or less the only Indian in town, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, small town called Uch, yes. and uh, yeah, I kind of uh, became. I mean, I was the only guy who was setting up, who knew what he was doing. I guess about the, because I had worked with ANZ Bank, and this was a small bank, mm-hmm. hiring a young guy, full wow. of energy. <laughs> wow. So I set up that entire bank. Then in uh, in two thousand, we set up a. I made some really good friendships with the senior management there, and they trusted me. Um, and uh, we set up an e-bank there. We launched a new brand uh, for, I mean, internet bank it was mm-hmm. called. So you are a product uh, manager of that. Uh, I was everything. I mean, there was no. I mean, back in those days, we never put titles. I mean, yeah. it was Anup was Anup, and Anup Just was given a challenge here to figure it out. Wow. Right? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So fintech from mechanical engineering to fintech. So what exactly was your core? the core is to leadership managing team or core is on technical side like working on program so what was your core so i feel i mean this is uh, back then and even today i am a good problem solver right so okay. uh, and i like to solve big problems i don't i mean uh, if i'm given a challenge i can put together things mm-hmm. uh, and you can call me an al- alchemist pretty much i mean given give me a challenge and it will get done right i mean a big enough challenge if it is there uh, it gets done so that's my strength mm-hmm. um, it requires all kinds of different things entrepreneurship comes close uh, mm-hmm. to that right yes yeah. entrepreneurship <laughs> is all about all about that yeah, yeah take a challenge yeah. solve it yeah. and try to yeah. make yeah. useful for someone and yeah. get benefit exactly right? exactly yeah interesting so since you said you are a problem solver mm-hmm. what is the biggest challenge that you have faced in your career and how did you solve it how did you resolve it i'm going to tell you past i don't put too much emphasis on the past because past is past you can't live in the past mm-hmm. so um, if you if you think too highly about your past achievements you typically cannot be like forward, sevag yeah. is the <laughs> yes <laughs> right so i mean I, so in the past i think uh, as a 24 year old um, you know you i was living in australia mm-hmm. 
and uh, ANZ Bank had sent me to Australia. I was learning, you know, I was setting up things there. I got recruited into Poland mm -hmm. in the middle of winter. Uh, uh, I landed up in a in a country where they didn't speak English, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. from there for three years, mm -hmm. I lived in that place. I, I was and uh, made so many friendships. Uh, learned a little of their language. They learned. I mean, they learned a lot of English, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Thanks to me. So and um, we had common connects. Went out. I mean, created a great uh, you know sort of a friend circle there. Mm -hmm. And um, transformed the bank. I mean, the bank when I first went there was a small little bank serving old people. Mm -hmm. It was set up like a cooperative bank uh, back in the 60s, 50s during the communist regime. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, by the time I reached there, it was um, it, it was a bank serving. It had 35 branches all over Poland, mm -hmm. and it was serving uh, old. Uh, there was a cer certain community, and most of their customers were old people. Mm -hmm. And the management wanted to become a digital, um, I mean the word digital didn't exist back then. Mm -hmm. They wanted to become a Normal. new age bank. Tech. Tech, tech. enabled bank. Um, so what was number 16 in the country, it's a small country, mm -hmm. 16. By the time I left in three years, the bank was number four. It got acquired by uh, Nordia Bank, which is a large uh, European bank. Mm -hmm. So the management made money and uh, you know that journey itself I think was the and when I went there, I was just a software engineer who had worked for two and a half years in uh, in a tech kind of a job. Mm -hmm. Single, I mean, I was in a big corporate, right, ANZ mm -hmm. Bank. And by the time I left, I had single-handedly done <laughs> the whole uh, transformation. And I had went through a personal journey as well. I mean, living in a country mm -hmm. uh, by yourself and uh, not knowing the language. So and that making, is your biggest challenge. So far, right? So uh -huh. far. Right? But now I think I've taken on a much bigger challenge, which mm -hmm. is not solved yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So e yeah. e yeah, yeah. So that we will get it, get it in, a, in a bit. So uh, this is this question I want to ask later towards the podcast but since we are communicating about your personal career what your challenges what you're facing what is that one thing you think youngsters or entrepreneurs who want to become an entrepreneur have to have as a core either it could be a skill set or a mindset what is that they have to possess in order to be a successful entrepreneur or a successful leader I think self-belief and purpose, I mean, if you are guided by your own uh, inspiration, mm -hmm. so uh, the thing is why you do certain things, um, I mean, how you behave, what you chase, mm -hmm. um, is, cure, is driven by something that is uh, uh, instinct that you develop inside, which yes. is the purpose, right, purpose or inspiration, mm -hmm. internal internal inspiration right yes so it's a mindset it's a mindset it's also a practice mm -hmm. right so you can't just uh, be theoretical bookish knowledge yeah you need to practice it and entrepreneurship the main uh, practices of give to get mm -hmm. so um, give to get is i mean if you are of the mindset that i will make x amount of money by taking from the market and whatever whatever mm -hmm that typically uh, has lesser chances of success when you enter entrepreneurship entrepreneurs are great deal makers why are they great deal makers because we give mm -hmm. we give first and then only we take. expect to mm -hmm. take right mm -hmm. so that give to get mentality uh, and for that you need to be a little bit more self uh, you know self assured yes. right so, so yeah. this comes when uh, to a stage once uh, they are in the process or middle of the journey of uh, getting a success 
so they should have possessed this but in order to start their career as an entrepreneur many people are 10 years back maybe this word doesn't exist but now it's a very common yeah. uh, term mm-hmm. uh everyone wants to be an entrepreneur yeah. so you being a technical uh, person from you're from RIC mm-hmm. uh, uh, national institute of technology and you you being engineer yourself you're an entrepreneur but i i was a, not an engineer i am from uh, bachelor's of arts, arts yeah. actually i'm a journalist yeah i, I, I let you, i yeah. told you already yeah. so i'm from nddtv mm-hmm. so my journey was bit different but how is your perspective on this because it's nobody can believe that i am an entrepreneur today anybody mm-hmm. can be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, has basically boiled down the root of this word called entrepreneur mm-hmm. it's actually a sanskrit word oh. uh, it comes from antar prerna right antar antar okay. prerna antar inside inside prer inside inspiration inside in- inspiration so, so antar prerna Pre- oh, prerna prerna desire for something yes. desire it's coming from inside right inside desire yeah. okay so it's yes. like purely driven by an by an internal dis- desire mm-hmm. right? internal aspiration or a, really? or a so inspiration antar prerna right entrepreneur comes from antar prerna right? oh interesting <laughs> so antar prerna right okay so antar prerna is entrepreneur mm-hmm. one the one who is driven by his own internal navigation and so on he is not dependent he or she is not dependent on what other people are telling him or mm-hmm. her right you are driven by your you are self driven right mm-hmm. that is the uh, entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneur mm-hmm. so anybody can be an entrepreneur really right and yeah. uh, india is a nation of entrepreneurs yes we are an, because so when does entrepreneurship uh, thrive when there is no government support right mm-hmm. because in india we never have social security or anything right sure uh for um, uh, you know for people like us mm-hmm. i mean we have to fight at every stage right yes. especially let's say i am a brahmin yeah. i had to uh, there was no reservation and so on you had mm-hmm. to fight through every part right i mean yes. um, and that is when your uh, internal inspiration wakes up right mm-hmm. and we have so many of these people in india i mean all of us are strivers right mm-hmm. we strive right we we hungry, we, we, we hungry striving yeah. and we are also giving yeah. we are not just like uh, the, that uh, western take 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 yes. take i mean it's like we are also giving because we want to be seen as liked and uh, so on right i mean yes. be, we want to so make our own team we want to give for our team, team. Yeah. and we want to build friendships we want to mm-hmm. build uh, so that we are a nation of entrepreneurs and all you need is that awakening right the awakening which says that eureka yeah, yeah yeah and i am i am somebody right i yeah. i have this vision i have mm-hmm. to achieve this mm-hmm. once you know you want to achieve it and you are a hard working kind of a, a person you will achieve it interesting right? yeah. so there is more of a philosophical take to this entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is spirituality yes. really <laughs> actually it's spiritual yeah, yeah and you need to practice a yeah you need to practice it, practice it religiously but it is like a spiritual <laughs> spiritualism yeah hmm interesting yeah i love this take on entrepreneur antar prerna antar prerna really it's uh, so interesting so that's from sanskrit antar prerna mm-hmm. great so now a little bit about east samudaya east samudaya east samudaya mm-hmm. okay so um, about uh, 8 years ago mm-hmm. i mean i was i had just finished 10 years of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and we had raised two rounds of venture funding and uh, big name sequoia capital idg ventures mm-hmm. i mean ideally we should be fe- feeling very happy 
so me and my co-founder vivek subramanyam mm-hmm. uh, we were not happy we were like feeling is this really we wanted to, what we wanted to do we, we are we've raised two rounds of funding we've got customers we've expanded the business and so on um, somehow we were not getting the right inspiration to carry on doing what we were doing mm-hmm. right so at that time we started thinking about uh, how will the world be for our daughters uh, his daughter is 2 years older than mine my daughter is 13 now this is 16 maybe um, how will the world be for our daughters when they are our age right mm-hmm. so we were 40 something right back then right so um, and we started thinking about different things um, you know the socio political the financial system uh, the eco- ecological environmental uh, system how will work be what kind of ai will be there and uh, automation will be there mm-hmm. how will the life be for our daughters when they are uh, in their 40s and every projection of the current trends we did it led to disaster right mm-hmm. every projection mm-hmm. and everything projected forward uh, 30 years led to disaster mm-hmm. right there was no there was no uh, there was no uh, you know good path out right mm-hmm. so uh, which is when we both uh, decided that uh, the right approach is to go back to the roots right i mean you need to now think about how each individual can take care of his or her surroundings right mm-hmm. um you know because uh, today yeah self sustainable self sustainable kind of economies mm-hmm. which are more community driven mm-hmm. more based on giving and i mean getting and uh, it's more a ex- i mean it's more a, it's not a market driven society but more a community uh, sharing based society right mm-hmm. because you, there is there are rich people there are there are not so rich people and all of that but how do how can we move there right mm-hmm. i mean is, is the uh, uh, directional setting and then we realize that the root cause of this problem that we are in is the is the fact that the person who's got the most power or the institution that has the most power mm-hmm. is the furthest away from where the damage is being done yes right so yes. Uh, and they have no clue, maybe they don't have any clue what damage is happening on the ground yes. because be it the financial system or the uh, or the sure. yeah exactly be or the industrial system or the political system or the judicial system or the police system mm-hmm. the one who's getting affected the most by the policy uh, is furthest away from the one who's making the policy right yes so then uh, we started searching for inspiration on what are the solution and you know what our father of our nation mm-hmm. uh, mahatma gandhi he's mm-hmm. written beautiful uh, structures mm-hmm. on how this can be solved right he had already identified this problem in 1946 mm-hmm. and he's written a book called i mean he's written a lot of essays on something known as gram swaraj mm-hmm. uh, which is based on this whole uh, oceanic circles the mm-hmm. theory of oceanic circles so uh, pyramids are uh, essentially the people at the bottom mm-hmm. the all of class. us all of us okay we are the one who's creating value for the one at the top, top. and we are the ones they have the most power we have the zero, we least, have zero power uh-huh. we have the at the bottom even mm-hmm. though we have a vote and everything right mm-hmm. versus he talked about uh, uh, oceanic circles mm-hmm. right um, and i basically felt that uh, as ai and everything is coming in that model is the right model to bring up in the internet mm-hmm. right the internet is the right model to adopt gandhi's principles of uh, you know gram swaraj mm-hmm. and uh, ee samudaya was bro- born out of that uh, inspiration mm-hmm. saying if we are able to uh, create digital wealth that is community led now community I mean, so if the company or the, or the organization that is creating wealth is in the community it is less likely to 
to fuck around right i mean it's l- less likely to create damage in the yes. in the community yes because uh, it's, yeah. it involves a reputation and they're the there support, yeah. they're also living yes. there yes. <laughs> it would damage you can't externalize yeah. i mean how much can you externalize today mm-hmm. jeff bezos can externalize his decisions mm-hmm. uh, bec- uh, of the worker in india mm-hmm. because he's not living in india yes, he's he living somewhere yeah, yeah. so uh, how do you now bring that kind of entrepreneurship back which is a uh, people call it social entrepreneurship i just call it uh, entrepreneurship right i mean mm-hmm. this is a problem to be solved mm-hmm. you're going to create wealth through it in the in digital rollout in india needs to be done let's do it in a decentralized fashion right yes yes and, and that's see samudai right? exactly so interesting so uh, for uh, our better understanding for our viewers is there any real story real life incident of e samudai transformed anyone's uh, transformed a story is there any person like anyone who got m- impact uh, benefits of e samudaya we are in the very early days so okay. we are now in the it's been 3 years now mm-hmm. so now what is happening is the infrastructure building mm-hmm. um, infrastructure both in the form of uh, software um, teams um, you know st- operating procedures and all of that uh, are being designed mm-hmm. and rolled out and there are stories i'll come to that <laughs> but i also want to set the expectation that infrastructure building is happening mm-hmm. um and uh, we have got some early um, you know uh, um, kind of uh, uh, results from our pilot studies that we have done mm-hmm. right um if uh, i mean provided everything it's essentially a, a way of uh, life mm-hmm. that once it rolls out uh, you should be able to create entrepreneurs on the ground who are um potentially going to become uh, self employed like cable tv operators of uh, the past but more uh, digital and more uh, let's say uh, new age mm-hmm. um, to that extent right so uh, so the infrastructure building has happened um as of now what we're telling entrepreneurs is if you want to get started especially people living in small towns right if you want to start a tech business mm-hmm. you have to go and hire a cto and spend tons of money or you need to get outsourced uh, yes, to a and i've heard stories people have spent anywhere from 5 lakhs to 30 lakhs to build apps and you know how the story of those uh, those apps go they right? become serial entrepreneurs no, sales but most sales. most probably what happens is they don't know tech mm-hmm. the tech that's get built built becomes obsolete very quickly yes. and then it goes down the mm-hmm. train right people think that people like i mean people on the ground think they can build tech uh, by just hiring some tech person and mm-hmm. uh, building it right what we want to do is we want to we want to make those uh, people use tech off the shelf mm-hmm. and use that tech um, uh, to build their businesses right without knowing how to code right without yeah. knowing how to code how can you start a tech business mm-hmm. so that we are seeing uh, many examples of it mm-hmm. so we are seeing uh, in ballari there's a guy called zia that has started a business mm-hmm. uh, set up a, um, let's call it a local swiggy mm-hmm. uh, which does everything from uh, delivering restaurant food to uh, groceries to mm-hmm. uh, booking um, you know uh, tickets to mm-hmm. certain thing i mean it's a combination of all the digital Book services show, yeah, yeah yeah and swiggy and dunzo yeah. everything everything right in one okay and so he was able to do it with writing zero code right so that's the youtube platform for yeah, him for, for people like him okay to uh, set up uh, there is a community of fishermen in udupi mm-hmm. uh, malpe that is uh, creating a platform to compete with uh, people like licious let's say or even supply b2b supply b2b to uh, licious and captain fresh and all of that right because they know how to catch the fish yeah, the definitely. product is fish <laughs> right so how uh, efficient 
do you think isamuda is going to make an impact on of course swiggy is a good part fisherman definitely it's a huge community in india uh, where very less awareness on tech or how to sell the products because this is something which will get rotten very shortly mm. Mm. and a lot of things impact them like weather mm. or climate uh, if there is a cyclone it's going to definitely impact them mm. so for them it's very helpful how about farmers so can this they also set up any farmer can just set up uh, e-commerce or a marketplace for his uh, products no i don't believe that i want to make so i don't believe that farmers should give up farming mm-hmm. to set up e-commerce shops right mm-hmm. um instead what needs to happen is farmers should do what they're good at mm-hmm. or even artisans should do what they're good at mm-hmm. but just because they don't know how to code or don't don't know how to build uh, use digital solutions mm-hmm. their margin should not get taken away their mm-hmm. power should not get taken away just because they don't know the digital tools right mm-hmm. so what we are doing is we are creating a partnership between the farmer and mm-hmm. a local aspiring digital entrepreneur mm-hmm. right a local guy who's um, you know who's got energy entrepreneurna and everything mm-hmm. he's trained with the tools uh, mm-hmm. given the do it yourself tools the uh, ability for him to configure the tools and onboard uh, farmers uh, bakers uh, mm-hmm. cobblers over mm-hmm. in, in his community in his community and provide them the digital services mm-hmm. right over there right so i mean if that happens if this guy is a service provider not some vc funded company in bangalore mm-hmm. the the bargaining power or the uh, coordinating power between these two is still with this guy right yes right so he is not able to say i mean right now what's happening is the platforms are able to go and say this is my agreement take it or leave it right mm-hmm. yeah, i mean uh, that's exactly yes, what exactly, yeah. so black basket uh, everybody yeah. so they go to a vendor and say this is my agreement mm-hmm. take it or leave it mm-hmm. right and that's it there's no negotiation right they don't have enough options yeah. as well yeah. so now the concept of open networks and e samudaya mm-hmm. e samudaya is part of the open networks mm-hmm. uh, rollout um we say that everybody should be able to participate in digital on their terms mm-hmm. on their terms they sh- if, uh, if they should say hey i'll give it to you I, you can do this for me i'll give you 2% mm-hmm. or 3% so they uh, cannot negotiate like 50 or 70% no i mean he yeah. says and then it becomes i say the guy who's there mm-hmm. for him it's extra income mm-hmm. he'll just take it he might take 5% 7% whatever whatever is fair right mm-hmm. and uh, the bargaining power is more peer to peer rather than top down Right? Yeah. So, uh, which I think will just transform uh, economy like uh, nobody's business, right? Definitely, yeah. because that's something which we need right now. Absolutely, the need of the hour. So, still, it's under development. So, when will? Uh, <laughs> when can anyone? Uh, I want to see real people it, actually making use of it. Inshallah, uh, October second. Mm-hmm. So um, we've uh, we launched our first beta on October second, twenty twenty, because the inspiration is uh, Mahatma Gandhi and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Gram Swaraj. Okay. Uh, we've called it Digital Swaraj, right? Yeah. So um, this October second, if everything falls in place, mm-hmm. because I also don't want to launch too early uh, and uh, so on, because infrastructure needs to be in place before we launch. Mm-hmm. We can't go out. We've done pilots and everything. We can't go out and launch and then fall flat, right? Because that I think is. Uh, I I'm not in the mood <laughs> mood to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking 30 years hence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, India has a developed economy, but developed not like US or America or uh, Europe, but mm-hmm. developed in in the sense that we are very sp- a spiritual civil- civilization that lives with earth in uh, harmony with earth. Mm-hmm. You know, creating abundance not just for us for all the species and mm-hmm. so on, right? A more inclusive civilization. Mm-hmm. 
for that to happen what i said the e samudaya way or the open network way should really become reality mm-hmm. and for that i'm willing to wait right so uh, october 2nd if everything goes well touchwood okay we'll uh, lo- we'll launch uh, e samudaya okay we call it the district digital economy mission mm-hmm. we are uh, we are calling people to become digital entrepreneurs or digital entrepreneur mentors mm-hmm. for their district right mm-hmm. i i grew up in udupi mm-hmm. right i feel i have an obligation to udupi right mm. uh, so i um, you know uh, mentor sta- uh, you know entrepreneurs in udupi i invest in uh, you know udupi because i uh, my mother lives there my sister mm-hmm. lives there right yeah. i've got a vested interest to do mm-hmm. it i believe there are many people like you and me mm-hmm. that can play a small part in developing each one of our districts right yes and that's 750 to 800 districts yes each of us each of each district is 30 to 60 lakh people right mm-hmm. and if that can each one of that can become an engine of growth mm-hmm. our country is in another another, another powerhouse <laughs> then uh, even udupi will become a hub like a we already call it silicon beach <laughs> yes it it will also yeah. start developing like uh, bangalore will become better than bangalore totally yes. look at the greenery there we'll mm. we'll protect our environment yes. when we when we grow in udupi we'll protect our environment mm-hmm. we'll protect the cultural heritage of udupi the yakshagana the arts okay. it's not just about uh, buying t-shirts and uh, mm. and going to restaurants and everything it's also about living mindfully with our yeah, society right because Yeah. so and so uh, arts is a big part of it mm-hmm. how can we culture uh, how can we develop culture mm-hmm. how can culture go uh, along with uh, technology mm-hmm. right uh, because that's it right i mean dance uh, yeah. music uh, yeah. uh, art of all forms mm-hmm. how can we develop all of it together mm-hmm. not just it yeah, or selling, <laughs> yeah. not just buying and selling, selling yeah, products yeah. so that vision that this is a very incredible vision more uh, i told you i take on only big problems yes exactly <laughs> so this is something which bugs me a lot even while i was walking you cycle for this interview i walked for this interview so while on my way walk i was just keep thinking uh, at least once in a month i want to do some kind of layman's job uh, could be lifting of uh, uh, lifting at some mandi um, yeah. okay i yeah. want to be doing that job or selling selling goods or at least delivering goods in swiggy i i want to do some layman job in order to understand what exactly is the emotion the yeah. what is how much percentage of their revenue or how do they manage their economy what is their economy i want to live you be sh- in their shoes you will only learn when you live in their shoes yes right? so, so i was actually thinking of this while i was walking to the office unfortunately you are we are having a conversation on that specific that's wonderful sarvana and i think uh, i just want to go further into that thought right mm-hmm. it comes from empathy and this whole thing about uh, uh, let's call you an entrepreneur mm-hmm. that also i mean entrepreneurs don't just want to become rich yes we yes. all want to become rich that's why we, we are Successful, out in here right yeah. rich is not just in your bank balance yes. but is also in your love you get from your social connections PR right yeah, PR, uh, yeah. so and that is wealth real wealth right i mean that you get out of that joy that you get mm. and if you really want to create value mm-hmm. you want to understand you want to look at the world from other people's eyes yeah. right so for that you need to live exactly. their lives i right? want to live a specific mm, yeah. I, not just a month at least a week i i always keep telling my wife i want to do internship at a loadman as a as a loadman yeah. i want to do one week internship well, my friend one of my batchmate <coughs> he uh, uh, he's he's i mean he's doing a sabbatical award over mm-hmm. he's now joined a garage mm-hmm. i mean he, people are, he to he's learning to become be a mechanic he mm-hmm. wants to learn 
he wants to actually f- uh, fix things with his hands <laughs> right <laughs> both became mechanical engineers yeah um uh, and he is now i mean he goes to work every day to the garage in shivaji nagar mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't get paid because the owner <laughs> there <laughs> it's it's basically like an internship yeah. right yeah, so yeah. it's so we yes that's something thoughtful very thoughtful yeah. so luckily you were addressing the same thing because this is something which bugs me a lot so how how am i supposed to make a product or how am i supposed to make a solution when i don't even feel the actual problems yeah. of the people. go out there and yes. i think it's wonderful that you're thinking yeah. in that direction mm-hmm. kudos and uh, let's go together someday definitely <laughs> for sure I, yeah. that's uh, been uh, one of my bucket list mm. i don't know um, not fancy things this is a very interesting bucket list for me absolutely yeah. talking of bucket list mm. you being very uh, senior entrepreneur mm. of course uh, i have to learn a lot from you because i'm very young uh, what was your bucket list how or like how many fulfilled bucket list you have in your in uh, with you yeah i see i mean um, i think bucket list is not a good idea mm-hmm. right um, because frankly um, you may die today mm-hmm. <laughs> so and i i hate the fact that you will die unfulfilled right mm-hmm. so if you live a life which is uh, every day is a fulfilling uh, expedition in the journey that is called life mm. then uh, every day you'll get such great experiences that no bucket list can compete i'm telling you mm-hmm. right because this is uh, uh, just living life fully right mm-hmm. any time i mean it's uh, and uh, the vision is you're trying to do something big you're mm-hmm. trying to change the world if in so far as at least your world you're mm-hmm. trying to do so bucket list i've never maintained per se but i generally like to travel a lot mm-hmm. uh, both internally in, and doing vague th- weird things i mean going off the grid more or less mm-hmm. i mean that i've been doing all the time including when in my when i was a consultant i would just take off and go to the i mean the mountains by myself mm-hmm. spend time talk to people mm-hmm. um, um so yeah that i continue to do Sorry. so it doesn't need to be a, in a bucket list mm-hmm. i don't feel like buying anything so uh, that yeah. is not there mm-hmm. um, yeah so more or less right now i'm uh, if i while going back i get hit by a bus i'm fine <laughs> great so i want to ask a few uh, things about on uh, skills what do you think of course we talk about a lot of mindset i think we have a very good rapport gel and similar path mm-hmm. towards the mindset of an entrepreneur but i want to know about the skill set because that's where things get a <coughs> real challenge yeah. to become an entrepreneur or to become a professional to become a successful person you should have a specific skill set like a base skills it could be programming it could be uh, photography it could be uh driving so or it could be mechanic being me- fixing mechanical things what do you think is the ideal skill set for an entrepreneur for an entrepreneur right first let's divide the hard skills from the soft skills yes right? hard skills i think can be acquired like you like my friend is acquiring the mechanical. mechanic skill i mean it can be acquired and uh, um, in my case if you ca- if you can call it a hard uh, skill uh, it is the skill of uh, engineering money right fintech right yeah. so uh, engineering money is my skill right mm-hmm. and experience or whatever right uh, knowledge p- particularly right 
but the most important thing that i think you will find many professionals mm-hmm. right you can you can hire them as well but the most important thing is the s- people mm-hmm. right and how do you uh, how are you with other people right mm-hmm. and how do other people connect with you mm-hmm. right and, uh, and how do you continue to maintain not always friendly relationships but authentic relationships mm-hmm. right uh, is the key strength of an entrepreneur mm-hmm. right the ability to go to somebody and you know open honestly say i fucked up mm-hmm. right i mean um, and then be able to build further from there mm-hmm. um, being honest and being mm-hmm. authentic so yeah, yeah. So, so, so to yourself and your team mostly it is all about how you are interacting with your people right mm-hmm. because entrepreneurship is all about your connections right yeah. network yes right? so, so yeah since you pointed out being honest and truthful i think this is a very good time of human race what what we are living at we believe each other extensively no really no it's exactly the opposite we, we are not believing each other we pretend like we believe each other but uh, that's what happening right that's where on social on social media <laughs> no not not on social media let's say the business is grows the investors invest they of course they see the projections numbers they communicate of course what i believe is i co- we communicated a couple of days ago you yeah. believed in me i told this is my first podcast you you haven't met me there is serendipity happening for yeah. sure right there is some faith there, there is mm. but we are living at a time in human history mm-hmm. where uh, it's the most darkened of times mm-hmm. right uh, where um, you know th- there is less joy there is less trust there mm. is uh, there is um, more uh, um, aggression and um, pent up frustrations and all of that um across the world right mm-hmm. i mean it is it is primarily because of this um hunger that we have driven uh, uh, within our ourselves uh, for more and more and more and more the consumerist i mean i don't like to put the isms on it mm-hmm. but in general because of this we are living in that time period where humankind uh, while we are technologically moving really fast mm-hmm. uh, spiritually and other means mm-hmm. i think we are um we are uh, far behind in in between all this mm-hmm. there is these kind of movements that happen mm-hmm. right where uh, you know you reach out to me we we speak we connect and we have these conversations mm-hmm. that also is happening mm-hmm. but uh, primarily when you walk down these streets and go anywhere you will you'll get a general sense of confusion mm-hmm. you'll get a general sense of uh, uh, of despair pretty much right mm-hmm. Uh, deep down right people are putting up a ba- brave front mm-hmm. uh, taking loans and <laughs> doing what not mm-hmm. uh, but uh, deep down uh, there is a, a great vulnerability right now in society is uh, that because of we have become very segregated we have been alien we, because we have been migrating a lot than before because right now we are everyone is segregated from their roots you are from odp i am from madurai so you are living Uh, in different parts of the worlds from where we came or grew up from is that the re- is that the reason why we are having that inner fear that obviously the the changes that happened to society as part of industrialism and colonialism and all of that uh, definitely has a role to play and the education system that they brought in has definitely a role to play but i think primarily uh, uh, it's it comes down to we've been put on a race mm-hmm. right 
without us knowing that we are in a race mm -hmm. i mean if you really want to be successful you want to not run a race mm -hmm. right you i mean it's a marathon. you want to just be i mean you want yeah. to you want to drive yourself Myself. you don't want to be thrown mm -hmm. into a race that you're not in right mm -hmm. and that race today seems to be all about money right mm -hmm. i mean this entire thing uh, uh, is about money right mm -hmm. and that uh, so all that has happened is there is a power which sits in uh, us let's say mm -hmm. or um, uh, wherever right us the dollar economy, the yeah. economy they have a factory mm -hmm. and that factory is producing us dollars mm -hmm. right i mean when anybody creates a factory you want to generate demand for that product they are baking right yeah. so now we are all creating demand for that product which is us dollars mm -hmm. and they have the only factory for it mm -hmm. so they keep churning out these uh, product which mm -hmm. is us dollars and all of us are chasing money which ah, in the end is, yeah, and everybody right we are uh, externalizing our joy we are saying that our joy will come when we have 1 crore in your bank account that is creating demand for uh, the us dollar factory and we are all in that mode right so if we just step back and say what brings us real joy is it our bank account mm -hmm. is it uh, something else right bank account yes you need to be able to pay i mean all of that but i think that's where uh, we are we are in this race we don't see um, and we feel confused um, and frustrated when we don't meet our goals and then random things happening like you know uh, layoffs and so on there's people because when people attach um, you know some uh, aspiration towards a you know future thing it doesn't happen imagine the loss they feel right mm -hmm. that sadness and so on and mm -hmm. we are right now in india we might see be saying that we are a great economy and startup is booming and all that but really there is so much pain in this <laughs> in in this the same startup ecosystem i mean byju's or wherever right yes. i mean they like so i mean and we at the minute we start treating people like like tools right i mean so that we can just uh, you know uh, swipe away when we uh, want we don't want i mean mm -hmm. that i think is i've done that i've been in the in startup industry yes but uh, yeah that that i think is where we are right now i think okay. we need to slow down and uh, yeah. i have a couple of questions yeah. from what you just said first i'll quickly go to byju's yeah. thing So Baidu at 2020 was the high highest valued. It still is. They've yes. not reduced it yet. <laughs> yes, it's highly valued. Yeah. Uh, Startup yeah. pulling a major a ton of investment. But the issue where Baidu failed is the governance and the morality of how they are managed their no. customers, like manage their funds. No. no. that's come up now mm -hmm. right governance is something which is see in the in times when companies are doing well nobody will even talk about governance mm -hmm. right there's a fundamental flaw in uh, this entire edtech uh, uh, thing right yours has is solving a real problem right yes. which is uh, the arbitrage problem right yes. so you are i mean so uh, net net you are like an it services old style like yes. it services and yes. you're solving a real problem supply problem in the us mm -hmm. right uh byju's is uh, essentially taking a flawed educational system mm -hmm. the educational system that you and i went through yes. prepared is preparing us to be factory workers yes and uh, bureaucrats right yes. i mean uh, we want they want us to be punctual they want us to be memorizing good things and be yes. obedient right yeah. our education system is about obedience and about punctuality and uh, ability yes. to churn out right mm -hmm. 
Baijus is building tech for the flawed educational system, right? Mm. I mean that race, that rat race exactly. that is building out. Instead, use tech and AI to liberate uh, people from this uh, this rat race, right? Yes. Uh, you use AI and so on to liberate. You you have to now learn on demand, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we, I mean, uh, we need to be able to learn contextually. Uh, we need to be able to learn when there is uh, and experientially uh, all of that, right? And tech can play a big role in it, right? Mm -hmm. Today's edtech is replicating the flawed industrial educational system with technology, right? They're just making uh, yes. uh, making the the machine better Coming, with technology. Yeah. They're just taking it to your pockets. Yeah, the learning system to your pockets. Yeah, that's it, and making you lazier. And mm -hmm. I mean, and uh, sitting at home, yeah. and you're still feeding that examination-based educational system, mm -hmm. right? Uh, what good is the exam? I mean, you crack an exam by by cramming for it and uh, doing all kinds of uh, subject matter uh, you are a mechanic I mean I'm a mechanical engineer I don't remember anything now I've relearned I mean relearning uh, you know thermodynamics and other things because of my interest now but back in the day all you wanted to do is get that exam cleared get that mark and move on right yes and so then I, I feel there is a flaw in the tech industry yes. and uh, no amount of money is going to solve that flaw yes. So my second question was about our education system. Since you pointed out in our previous uh, conversation, said our education system. What do you think about our education system? How it badly needs to be changed? I feel it badly needs to be changed uh, because now the educational cost is increasing. Yeah. But the extremely increasing. Yeah. Because I learned with what like close to ten thousand a year. Yeah. For my high yeah. school. Yeah. Now no. 2 lakh 3 lakh for a kindergarten yeah so why I, I don't understand why we need to pay lakhs and lakhs for children's education where nothing has been changed books are syllabus is almost the same it's become worse yes yeah and it's becoming very and they, they're not even te they're not teaching einstein even now in school man i mean they're still teaching newton mm -hmm. that's how uh, outdated, uh, outdated we are right we're not teaching uh, you know th relativity or nothing mm -hmm. we're still reading mechanics the way it was taught mm -hmm. uh, See, I mean, and cutting edge of science is moving so rapidly, exactly. right? So we are not keeping track, right? Most of the things what we learn in high school, yeah. AI or ChatGPT or something yeah. else can fix it in seconds and it have no value actually. Maybe it is deep down to process certain information. If you have the skill, it's okay, but still we are fighting to or struggling to learn a certain skill set. Absolutely. Which have no practical impact right now and yeah. if i if i really mm -hmm. want to pick up the skill set mm -hmm. and if i've got the purpose i will pick it up mm -hmm. in two weeks if i'm given the yes right tools to learn it exactly right? human beings are that capability yes. really right so i'm going back to the educational system mm -hmm. the root of the education system that we put through which is kindergarten tenure ten years uh, and school. high school and then uh, you know college University. college and all that was uh, set up by the british mm -hmm. Uh, to prepare uh, the upper class Indians or people who th who they thought were good enough to uh, be part of their their society, mm -hmm. uh, to prepare them for jobs that they were creating, mm -hmm. right? Be it in uh, the, the their uh, police, mm -hmm. uh, the, their um, bureaucracy, the lawyers, yeah. lawyers um, uh, the factories, mm -hmm. the railways, and uh, all that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the key factors of this industrial education, which is not just in India but across the world. Mm -hmm is about punctuality right i mean they i mean because for a factory punctuality is key Schools, right yeah. yeah school maintain punctuality yeah so timings, the bell yeah. and the, the, the all that yeah. punctuality standardization 
standardized testing standardized everything so you want you are becoming trained to look for standardization mm. right so you uh, you are your standardization mm. and obedience mm -hmm. right in general obedience um, and uh, therefore people kids who are a little naughty and so on got a trashing during my time right mm. yeah. we we were uh, <laughs> Yeah. So the, um, these are the three things because you wanted to prepare human beings for a factory lifestyle, mm -hmm. standardized, uh, pyramidical lifestyle where there is uh, the elitist, uh, the the colonials, and then the yeah. next level, next level, next level, next level hierarchy ladder, right? That's not right at all, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't want to live like that. Who wants to live this rat race? We are not. I mean. Uh, I am a human being. Don't treat me like a fucking robot, right? Mm. I mean, don't train me like a robot, right? Yeah. I want to be able to uh, express myself, mm. you know, understand uh, with my hands, get experiential learning, uh, develop my social skills, develop creativity, uh, you know, critical thinking. Mm -hmm. Critical thinking is something that the current education system doesn't They they not just address they they curb it, mm -hmm. right? Because I mean, you try criticizing your teachers in, yeah, <laughs> in school, or you're being punished. Yeah. Critical thinking mm -hmm. and um, you know all that, and mm -hmm. and all of that is doesn't exist. And now you know they've uh, they are coming up with their own educational system, which is the whole international schooling, mm -hmm. for which we are paying more. Uh, exactly. Uh, for it's just international <laughs> by name. <laughs> yeah. But imagine uh, because uh, uh, my co-founders are Japanese. Yeah, yeah. They live with me. We are all living together, mm. and we are working, running this mm. uh, business for mm. past few years. Mm. In Japanese schools, kids clean their toilets. Mm. Right? Mm. Imagine in Indian I love school. Japan. Yeah. In any Indian school, say from now, kids have to clean the toilet. Yeah. What will happen? Yeah. It, the school will be closed, <laughs> or they will make the school get closed. The parents will be like, "Yes, uh, uh, I'm spending lacks of money for which child to get clean the toilet." But that's something what you need. The basic. These are something basic. So right? there are there are so the education system needs to become more apprentice based, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. apprenticeship based, mm -hmm. um, and learn different things. In a, so there is a school called the Valley School set mm -hmm. up by uh, Jitu Krishnamurti, mm -hmm. uh, which ha those formulae are great. I mean, which is where there. I mean, some of these um, are. I mean, but these are few and far between. Mm -hmm. The rest of us are in the factory system of creating robots, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and that's the education system of today. Because it's not just uh, it's funny, but uh, don't you think it's dangerous? Because we are training them to be something, but that something will be replaced by yeah. algorithms, right? Yeah. In a couple of seconds, yeah. it can do it. Yeah. Then why should I spend? Uh, why the companies? My thing. Why should I spend money on an individual and give him all the benefits, which can be replaced by a machine or algorithm, which can do things in seconds and which will save a lot of cost for the organization? How do you think? Isn't it dangerous? We are leading our generation to. Something? No. So it de depends on what you think uh, humans are expected to do on this planet, mm -hmm. right? I think humans are great, right? So, I mean, contrary to the current prevalent. Uh, educated work class, mm. uh, you know, uh, thinking that where they hate humans. Mm. Humans are the worst species on this planet. We are out here to destroy the planet and vagera vagera and all that. I'm saying humans are great. We are lovely. I love humans, right? Mm. I mean, uh, uh, th that's the whole part of it. We are so quirky. We are so, uh, you know, uh, we've got all those different personality flaws, personality flaws, and so on, mm. and so much fun being with other. Uh, yeah. 
so uh, humans are meant to uh, you know take this ra- i mean the human race is supposed to con- in my view at least supposed to realize the connection between this planet and other planets and other stars in the universe mm-hmm. right and there is an existing connection we just don't f- we can't just feel it yet mm-hmm. right there is this uh, uh, universal intelligence that is embedded in uh, this uh, th- in this akasha Space, right yeah. so akasha that is the ether that uh, mm. is there humans um, we have the instrumentation because of our uh, you know cerebral, cerebral co- cortex yeah. the frontal pre- frontal cortex we have the ability to imagine mm-hmm. right uh, the imagination is how this uh, how the reality is created mm-hmm. right uh, today's imagination is tomorrow's reality right mm-hmm. all reality comes out of somebody's imagination mm-hmm. right uh, like the iphone and uh, yeah. so on right so we have that ability we can dream up beautiful things and we can also live in harmony with earth right mm-hmm. today um, we don't do that we just need to settle down a little bit uh, discover our spiritual uh, selves mm-hmm. discover the fun side of us mm-hmm. uh, not the cruel side of us mm-hmm. uh, which is where we are going out and cutting trees and killing animals mm-hmm. and i eat meat but mm-hmm. uh, don't blame me for mm-hmm. that but uh, that's my food <laughs> no, not for joy <laughs> no, no yeah yeah so so uh, so in general i think once we uh, realize that we are um, a special species mm-hmm. but we are not outside of this earth right mm-hmm. we are part of earth's intelligence mm-hmm. so uh, think of us as the uh, the the uh, the brain of earth or uh, we are like the neural circuitry of earth mm-hmm. earth has got a super intelligence mm-hmm. and this existed and in even in the puranas and everything we talk about this mm-hmm. right i mean um, ma bhumi yeah, yeah ma bhumi is a uh, is a special thing it's mm-hmm. a she is a living goddess yeah, even right? in west they say gaia gaia, gaia now gaia, right yeah, but yeah. but there is a the scientific theory of the west mm-hmm. treats the earth as a dead thing like a rock mm. right uh, we call i mean at least the imagination in the west is earth is a rock and we are on it mm. right so as a dead li- thing right mm. dead place but no i mean earth is the earth is a living super intelligence mm-hmm. that um, we are all part of right mm-hmm. and the mi- the minute you discover your connection with earth mm. life becomes completely different and we yes. can so the the future in general ai i mean can become our ability mm-hmm. to extend our our spiritual pursuits mm-hmm. right so imagine if i can give all my mundane jobs to mm-hmm. my ai yes. friend mm-hmm. right um, a lot of mundane jobs i do yes. and i do the things that i am good at which is connecting with other humans mm-hmm. um, you know create thinking up imagining new things ai can't imagine new things yes. right it's, it's still <laughs> not yet it can yeah. it doesn't i mean mm-hmm. because they need, you need this circuitry mm-hmm. right i mean the uh, in, uh to to kim, come up no the uh, prefrontal cortex mm-hmm. which is looking forward in time right mm-hmm. you can do prediction based on the past but you can't think of new things mm-hmm. right so uh, some of th- some of that so all the mundane things the ai can manage mm-hmm. and for the, and leave me free to do what i am supposed to be doing mm-hmm. right like talking to you yes. doing podcasts yes. and <laughs> dreaming up new ideas and yes. forming uh, you know uh, new ways of thinking yes right? so my question was uh, like uh, since most of the jo- mundane jobs will be we should give to ai or we will mm. be giving to ai but at school or the educational system majorly focus on or tra- training 
the resource or training the people yeah. people or kids mm. or students towards more they spend a lot of efforts or practicing or tr- uh, training to do these mundane jobs so right? we, we are going through a transition period yes. right now so uh, so it's this transition is rapid because it's impacting the industry very quickly however rapid it is it is going to take one generation yeah. right so uh, i mean this and we our generation is like the transitionary generation yes. right so not everybody we can't shut down all the schools today immediately right we can't um, change the curriculum in the schools today it typically takes 5 10 12 15 years uh, mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. at least the government of india has realized that something is wrong and mm-hmm. they've come up with that uh, new education policy mm-hmm. neb which broadly lays emphasis on some of the aspects we talked about mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is experiential learning and um, you know on th- skills based uh, sort of mm-hmm. um, a training mm-hmm. rather than purely curriculum based mm-hmm. um, and rote learning and so on um uh, so more hands on uh, if you will mm-hmm. all of this will take time to roll out because we are also as a civilization confused about what the future is going to look like mm-hmm. right uh, and there are clearly I mean, so much confusing uh, narratives going on mm-hmm. one is climate change is going to kill us all mm-hmm. uh, what's the point of uh, doing anything anyway we're going to die mm-hmm. i'm saying no guys <laughs> come on mm-hmm. you can't give up like that mm-hmm. <laughs> right so that's one big narrative that is playing out everybody is saying that right i mean so th- it kind of puts you out of that uh, need to act right mm-hmm. anyway we are all going to die so we may as well party right i mean that's one one approach mm-hmm. the other approach is uh, uh, completely anti everything mm-hmm. right i mean that uh, which is also the not useful i mean you need to we need to think about how do we slowly start transitioning out how do we start building new narratives and new ways of thinking about the future mm-hmm. and today if today all human beings go back into lockdown mm-hmm. the earth will be back right mm-hmm. we yes. it happened once it, it happened yeah <laughs> it happened once so bad back, back everything back. everything and give it so but we don't need to go as deep into lockdown mm-hmm. let's cycle more mm-hmm. right let's walk more let's run more yes. let's use our muscles and our uh, that's yes. what that's what makes us work right mm-hmm. i mean uh let's not give up flying and everything but let's be a little bit more uh, connected with earth and uh, so i mean so let's not be in this race all the time mm-hmm. it's not fun i mean are you is anybody having fun with this race mm-hmm. and i mean let's be a little bit more mindful about what gives you joy mm-hmm. and uh, things will fall yes. in place <laughs> interesting so we have been talking about entrepreneurship skill set artificial intelligence and there is a different phase for you as well uh, you are a investor so how uh, and can, can let's talk a little bit about your investment journeys sure. as as an investor yeah so i have been investing in this vision of decentralization of the internet right mm-hmm. uh, so the internet essentially is a network of computers that work on protocols mm-hmm. Uh, today those computers and those protocols are controlled by large corporations mm. uh, leaving very little on the ground for uh, decentralized organizing and uh, you know alternate ways of uh, you know being right uh, decentralized approaches mm. uh, so i have been investing primarily in democratization technologies mm-hmm. right i mean technologies that are currently uh, powering the largest enterprises mm-hmm. um, be it the largest enterprise systems the methodologies and so on that have created the large enterprises the mnc's right mm-hmm. 
how can the same technologies or better technologies power the msmes and the mom and pops and so on right mm -hmm. because finally comp competition is at a technology level right so how can you democratize uh, technology and make uh, a network of smalls mm -hmm. be able to compete with the largest of the large mm -hmm. right be it google or walmart or whoever there should be a network equivalent that we can compete or be on the e equal keel with right mm -hmm. uh, is the uh, broad thought mm -hmm. so i've uh, invested in few companies uh, around this uh, uh, theme mm -hmm. um, uh, the first company i invested in is a company called trillbit which mm -hmm. is a boston based company mm -hmm. uh, they are working on uh, converting your mobile phones mm -hmm. um, into a secure uh, uh, authentication device mm -hmm. um, for smart uh, for smart uh, networks right mm -hmm. for so basically what with that technology what you can do is you can now create private communications in near field right without so a gsm without the yeah you can without a gsm also it uses sound okay. uh, like how we are talking mm -hmm. it uses sound to do it mm -hmm. Uh, GSM and yeah. you know specific frequencies. So specific, uh, it's uh, it's on the un, uh, the <laughs> ultrasound frequency. Mm -hmm. It's data encoding on the ultrasound frequency, mm -hmm. which then creates an encoded uh, communication, which we can then use other channels to communicate. Mm -hmm. Once you've found our mm -hmm. handles, we can. Uh, it's basically a handshake mechanism. Yeah. So now uh, they've also been instrumental in uh, pushing. Uh, for um, um, passwordless um, ecosystem because every time passwords come in no so it's so yeah so yeah mm -hmm. so now your device becomes a uh, uh, device has got something known as a, a device id i mean it's a key. it's yeah, basically becoming a key. key key yeah so every device and all the device manufacturers have agreed on that uh, uh, concept mm -hmm. so uh, they become the handshake mechanism for this passwordless uh, ecosystem, ecosystem right? yeah. so this i invested in 2017 mm -hmm. when they were still planning to build a protocol for data exchange mm -hmm. using ultrasound right mm -hmm. um, so they were just planning to build it now today after six years or mm -hmm. five years six years uh, they are the world's fastest data exchange using mm -hmm. ultrasound mm -hmm. right so I'm that kind of an investor. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm. Uh, I go. I mean, I've, I've and I've done other things as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, similar, uh, including uh, Googleless Android mm -hmm. and uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. These are all still. Uh, so because all Android phones in India mm -hmm. are sending data to Google, right? Yeah. For what, right? I mean, what's the point? Why, uh, why, why do they deserve to get that data, right? For <laughs> what joy? Mm -hmm. That data belongs to the user, and the if at all. Mm -hmm. uh, platform yeah. so i mean just because they sold android mm -hmm. uh, and they made money when they sold you android mm -hmm. also and they're getting the data for free right mm -hmm. so that i think is uh, some of those are things that i'm working on mm -hmm. um, and i can it's it's an investing uh, philosophy it might not work at all mm -hmm. but um, like i said i'm working in that long horizon and uh, when you look at that long horizon if at all we need to see a forward path we need to decentralize mm -hmm. right uh, if we want to see a sustainable future we have to decentralize mm -hmm. we have to give autonomy to people to take the right choices not and we have to have the regulatory oversight mm -hmm. to be able to you know kind of make them choose the right things mm -hmm. right i mean at least uh, give them the right frameworks to choose right mm -hmm. Uh, decentralization is not chaos it, mm -hmm. it has to be regulated yes. right it should be a regulated uh, environment yeah. 
and gram swaraj i mean you, you village you can't live in a village if you are behaving like an idiot yes. right <laughs> they'll throw you out yes <laughs> so you need to have something like that interesting so my uh, follow up question for with with your investment mm. uh, experience so a lot of uh, startups or let's imagine two friends or uh, they come up with some incredible idea so they make put into use mm. they used whatever the savings or whatever the fund they raised self a uh, bootstrap themselves marketed it to the very very small segment and it works and that is a good uh, response for a specific service or a product so how do they take to the next level because of course there are venture capitals investors but uh, two individuals for any big the some young uh, boys could be seeing it or girls could be seeing it or just out of college they have a brilliant idea they want to invest with couple of lakhs with their sa- savings or from bank so how do they take it to the next level yeah. first is uh, don't start i mean i would recommend mm-hmm. right don't start till you have your uh, supporters mm-hmm. right uh, uh, see i mean the idea itself can get uh, cooked up sufficiently right while you do other income generating activities mm-hmm. right there is no harm in uh working uh, on your uh, hustle mm-hmm. uh, while you are earning an income as well right mm-hmm. so uh, because i feel you have to think long term right mm-hmm. so you are if you quit everything and you start working on this enamored by this this idea you kind of get sucked into it mm-hmm. and then it's you against the uh, world and if you don't meet the right people at the right time then it even a good idea will fail yeah so we really believe in this idea you think about the idea in the long term mm-hmm. and be committed to being there so don't leave everything and start working on it first mm-hmm. right you build pocs pilots um, talk to people about it mm-hmm. uh, spread the word mm-hmm. uh, gain supporters and so on mm-hmm. once you have that clarity of of uh, continuity mm-hmm. then only you get started mm-hmm. because because you should know clearly if to take your idea to completion mm-hmm. there will be investment that will be needed right mm-hmm. um unless you are I mean, unless you are super lucky mm-hmm. right which might which is any tech based business mm-hmm. uh, is creating intellectual property mm-hmm. right intellectual property takes time and money to create yes. right for development development marketing, marketing and yeah. so on so if you want to create intellectual property and any business that is not creating intellectual property is not a tech business mm-hmm. right what is the point of having a tech business if we don't have intellectual property mm-hmm. or something which is a key brand value of yeah. your uh, so so you need to now create enough financial muscle to be mm-hmm. able to reach that point where your ip is going to generate revenues on its own mm-hmm. right well that is where royalties and other things yes. or license revenue and uh, you know revenue flows come in mm-hmm. right? um so i i know you will be all of us will be enamored by your idea mm-hmm. but uh, unless uh, the market has already taken off and you're going to lose the race and you have to get started mm-hmm. don't start till you have got the validation you've got a supporter base uh, talk to more people and mm-hmm. then only start right mm-hmm. i feel the past of in the last 12 years we've been we've been distorted right mm-hmm. um, everybody thought they could just build a ppt build one poc spend 5 6 lakhs go to venture capitalists or angel funds mm-hmm. angel investors and they'll get the next 25 30 lakhs and then they'll yes. <laughs> it doesn't work that mm-hmm. way right uh, so i feel <coughs> go more organic <coughs> 
<coughs> go more organic mm-hmm. take take things slowly i mean if these are young people age is on your side mm-hmm. don't be in a hurry to give up everything and start up right now i mean get some experience uh, develop your idea on the side mm-hmm. and it will take off if you've done a good job telling other people about your idea mm-hmm. it will take off on its own okay next we will go with some of the questions i have it's more like a rapid fire like i'll start from very simple things so what's your favorite part of part of india udupi man <laughs> goa udupi yeah. yeah go goa let's say let's go with goa goa yeah great so uh, bollywood or cricket 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 yeah. so who's your favorite cricketer sevag <laughs> mine too yeah i'm a real childhood fan of sevag Seva. because many people say i look like sevag when i was a <laughs> child i used to be very, even now but back then i was very chubby and scout yeah i have this thing to everybody mm-hmm. be like sevag yeah 294 294 you go Just for a sixer right? yeah <laughs> so north indian or south indian cuisine south indian yeah what's your go to street food street food Okay, I mean, in Bangalore it used to be Fanus, uh, but not anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. It's too heavy. Uh, Bombay, Bada Pav. Bada Pav. Okay. Who's your favorite historical figure and who inspired you? I know the answer, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi. Okay. <laughs> A.K.A. Wow. AKA Mahatma Gandhi. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are many flaws in the human being, mm-hmm. which I think is, uh, I mean, which is part of the allure for me. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, a uh, very uh, too many many flaws but uh, primarily i think to be that self assured to walk around in a kacha and go to england and talk his uh, thing and be in his own zone doing his own thing mm-hmm. for years and years and years right i mm-hmm. mean 1909 till 1947 mm-hmm. our man did the same thing day in day out right and didn't get phased out and he had a vision right i mean mm-hmm. 35 uh, uh, 38 years mm-hmm. he just did that right mm-hmm. i mean and he achieved i mean uh, for maybe not fully his uh, interesting su- success but yeah the, the tenacity of the dude is just amazing mm-hmm. right i mean uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah interesting plus i borrowed some ideas uh, yeah. from him so from i have <laughs> to give him credit <laughs> interesting uh what's your favorite regional language in india favorite mm. uh, tulu uh, tulu konkani konkani is my mother tongue so mm-hmm. I, yeah. favorite mode of transportation you Cycl- i know cycling <laughs> i know the answer cycling, cycling. cycling. <laughs> okay uh, you said historical personality mahatma gandhi mm. so how about the um, current um, personalities who who inspire you for any reason current current huh? living living yeah this is this won't be rapid fire i need to think right now <laughs> mm. yeah, see i mean uh, people will mistake me if i say narendra modi mm-hmm. uh, he's he's definitely inspiring i mean i mean again for the same reasons as i as the other gujarati i talked about mm-hmm. <laughs> our man is uh, on a mission and he like so steadfastly towards it karta rehta hai karta rehta hai i mean apna prime minister mm-hmm. so uh, yeah is i mean e samuday for example mm-hmm. um, i was sitting on the idea to start right mm-hmm. this is lockdown 2020 mm-hmm. 
so uh, no, march april I, i was sure that i wanted to start now because deglobalization was happening because of covid right i would be stupid if i didn't start then mm-hmm. right um but i was also uh, you know thinking should i start now paisa all that mm-hmm. and then narendra modi talked about atmanirbhar bharat mm-hmm. so on on within a week he released two hashtags mm-hmm. atmanirbhar bharat and vocal for local mm-hmm. both of which were exactly what i was doing with the samuday mm-hmm. so i said okay boss uh, boss bol raha hai to mm-hmm. kar- karenge abhi mm-hmm. so narendra modi let's okay the current <laughs> inspiring <laughs> our personality interesting so industries how do you think purely digital tech industry or this is again rapid fire or manufacturing product based industry what do you prefer industry 4.0 is together together so you tech, look yeah it's future together. yeah it's it's, to, it's together mm-hmm. so um, there is all industry is tech mm-hmm. fin and uh, you know some 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 manufacturing and some actual commerce and everything so you can't be separated it's mm. all it's all one now mm-hmm. uh, yeah yes any favorite um, outside india destination like a country or a america america yeah really yeah i love america <laughs> <laughs> okay so that was the rapid fire questions and uh, any closing thoughts for our podcast because we are about to end the podcast because we are nearing the end i think i'm i ran of ran out of all the questions you have thank answered thank you so much very uh, patient <laughs> but i want your uh, ending thoughts so the uh, thoughts in general are i think more people should should have st- uh, podcasts mm-hmm. uh, and you should have more and more episodes of uh, you know developing conversations around what the future is going to look like mm-hmm. um, and um, how technology especially ai uh, is going to uh, change lifestyles um, people take ai as chat gpt and mundane things like that but it is absolutely ab- absolutely going to change everything um, and it's going to happen in a very short period of time um, between now and 2030 uh, life will be completely different mm-hmm. so i hope more people will do the podcast because mm-hmm. and uh, you do more mm-hmm. uh, because that's what more people need to understand and internalize right yeah because they first they need to have the awareness of what's awareness. Ha- happening around yeah. them yeah. and they need to drop everything <laughs> and take a deep look at what they can do with this mm-hmm. right how they can use it for to their advantage mm-hmm. if they don't do it somebody else is going to take advantage of it and use them for, as mm-hmm. fodder into this whole ai system mm-hmm. uh, and I, it sounds harsh but yeah that i think is exactly what people need to do mm-hmm. so okay I think we came to the end of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much.